0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Drivers, start your... Despite the fact that there was other distractions going on on Sunday, I don't know, some silly little football league just kicked off its first week of the season. I I don't know about that. But anyways, we had actual action in the NASCAR community. Fantastic action on the weekend that led to yet another, actually not one, but two outrights hit This week by our own Cody Zeeb, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Rod Villagomez. He is Cody Zeeb. He continues to win despite all odds. That's right. The NFL is back. I love it. Scott Frost got
1: fired in NASCAR. Better days are ahead. Uh, I have a trillion fantasy football teams I'm trying to manage all at the same time. (laughs) I love this time of year, but don't let that distract you from the fact that NASCAR is still here. We're hitting twenty to one winners. Man, I love it. What a weekend.
0: Twenty to one winners. I mean, we'll we'll get to that in a second as far as who the big ones were and what this weekend brought with it. But uh yeah, I mean, suffice it to say, these playoffs have not disappointed at all. Just a nonstop thrill ride of of action. I think I picked the right year to come back.
1: Dude, uh I would say so, no doubt about it. Man, it's been I mean We talked about it last week. I don't think since the playoff, this format of the playoffs that happened, a non-playoff driver had won the first race of the playoffs. Now you have, I guess you could say, a half-playoff driver because we talked about a couple weeks ago how important it was for Bubba to switch to the 45. That car is now locked into the next round of the owner's playoffs. So so that number change, huge for them. But a non-playoff driver, when it comes to, to driver standings, winning again. And if I would have told you at the beginning of this round that Christopher Bell would be the only driver locked into the next round on points, would you have believed me, Rod? Not even. I'd like to see the odds on that because it would have been, that would have been the long shot of all long shots. What? Man, it's been just playoff drivers having issues, playoff drivers getting penalties. It seems like a lot of times in the, when we get to the playoffs, it seems like a lot of times you have, mostly the playoff guys up front you know one or two guys have a bad day that's a big story but this playoffs it's been just playoff guy after playoff guy after playoff guy having big issues we saw it last week with the huge elliot lead going into the into last week just erased like that and, and guys falling under the thing and and now i mean we can get into it more but kevin harvick basically has to win this weekend or he's out when he was so far in just two weeks ago like it's been crazy already. I'm sad there's only 8 of these left this season because man, every week has just been more and more action packed. We haven't even got to the off the track news yet. Like that's been crazy and insane. It's man, NASCAR is this season Fox used that uh, that greatest season ever tagline a year too early year because too early. this is the season. 18 different winners this year, Rod. And guys like Martin Truex Jr. and Ryan Blaney haven't even won. Man, it's just, it's been crazy. It's been insane. I love every minute of it.
0: I'm not saying that there's folks that are running around in the garage area, you know, putting holes in tires or anything like that. But I'm I'm just saying, like, it's a little suspicious that all of these playoff drivers are having issues. So... Um, to whoever's like being mystic- uh, mischievous back in the garage area. Kudos to you, first of all, for having the balls to do so, uh, but also uh, giving us a fantastic crazy. And you're right, Cody, we haven't even barely been able to talk about the off-track stuff because this the actual stuff on the track for the first time in a very long time, to be honest with you, is is really taking precedence because before you could just basically say, well, yeah, okay, this was another ho-hum cookie cutter mile and a half or okay, this, you know, maybe one or two stories came out of somebody getting pissed off at somebody, but man, it just literally stuff continues to happen week after week on the track that it's hard to keep up with the stuff off the track, but Cody, there's some juicy stuff going on off the track as well. One to do with uh, with that 18 car that we saw lose a lot of steam last week.
1: Yeah, another rough one for him. But, yeah, I mean, at Kyle Busch, the biggest free agent domino since Kyle Busch left Hendrick and went to Gibbs probably. Uh, it appears it's not official until Tuesday. They have a press conference on Tuesday, but, but Jordan Bianchi reported it uh, before the weekend that, that Kyle Busch is going to RCR, Richard Childress Racing. Um, and, and then he reported the press conference was Tuesday, all of that. And then Kyle Busch today tweeted out, oh, we have some news for you on Tuesday. So, wow, that's, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, it's pretty obvious that that's the case. So yeah, Kyle Busch to, to RCR seems to be the done deal. Had you said that at the beginning of the season? No way. And well, what's hilarious is they just raced to Kansas this weekend and years ago at Kansas. Uh, Richard Childress uh, famously took his watch off and handed it to his grandson, Austin Dillon, and said, hold this while I go beat the shit out of him, and went and punched Kyle Busch. So now the two of them have, have reconciled, uh, and uh, yeah, Kyle Busch going to be racing for Richard Childress. Man, it's I, I, I did not see that coming, and I don't think, I mean, from the reports, it wasn't really a cl- true option until the last two or three weeks. And and Childress became, uh, especially after the Tyler Reddick deal, I think got done. Childress kind of threw his hat in the ring. And man, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they've got sponsorship lined up, what the plan is. And there's there's so many other dominoes too. Ty Gibbs to the 18 obviously has been reported today. Duh. I mean, (laughs) who didn't see that coming? Ty Gibbs is obviously going to fill in that car. I I would imagine a a statement or a press conference from Gibbs probably later this week, just going and announcing that because once Kyle Busch makes it official that he is gone, I think that they'll be able to go ahead and fill that seat. Now at Richard Childress racing speculation today is that he goes in the eight car and then either they let Reddick go a year early, because remember Tyler Reddick signed a deal to go to 2311, but not until 2024. He's got a contract that goes through 2023. So either they release him early. He agrees to buy out, whatever it is, goes to 2311. And then you have, does Kurt Bush retire? Is he able to come back? Does he go in the 45 car? Do they get another charter? Do they run an open car or does Richard Childers racing? The other speculation has been that Kyle Busch goes to the eight car and then Tyler Reddick just runs an open car, which means he's not guaranteed to make any races. If, if you don't have a chartered car, there's 36 charters or what is it? Yeah. 36 charters, 40 spots available at every race. Generally, we don't see more than 40 cars attempt to race. So pretty much most people get in every time, but the Daytona 500, there's always more than 40 cars. A few other times a year you'll have where it is more than 40 cars, especially with more and more people getting into NASCAR ownership. Now only 36 charters. Now again, some of these guys are going to be holding these charters for ransom, like Rick Ware racing. I mean, they, they are probably the smartest people in this whole charter system, as much money as, as they're making off of that. But so many more dominoes still yet to fall. But the big one, obviously, Kyle Bush appears to be going to that number eight RCR car for next year. And, and Ty Gibbs, obviously, will then slide up from the Xfinity into the Cup Series, which I think is a smart move for them. I think he's proven he's ready to go. Obviously, what he's done at, at the Xfinity Series level and how well he's run at the Cup Series level. Um, so, but man, it's been. A Crazy season not just on the track off the track one of the craziest silly seasons really that we've had in quite a few years and with big names big dominoes like this falling uh, in place it's it's been rather insane.
0: Just goes to show, time heals all wounds. And literally, with the stop oh the <laughs> wristwatch coming off, yeah, I, you know. Look, here's the thing about Kyle Busch, and and we all know that he runs on pure emotion. We've talked about it time in and time out that his his driving pretty much reflects the mood that he's in any given time. And we saw it obviously this last weekend where you know he just was frustrated. All get out. You know, had some opportunities in that race and it, it just, yeah, I mean, blown tires and all all kinds of crazy stuff that were going on with Kyle Busch. So maybe, I don't know, maybe a change of scenery is due. Maybe he does need to just sort of step back from this Gibbs team and Mars is leaving. So this is kind of a perfect way for him to sort of bow out because I don't know that any other sponsor would look right on him in, in a Gibbs car I don't know, maybe Mars decides they want to come back and say, hey, listen, we love you in the RCR. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know.
1: I don't think so. I mean, that's the whole catalyst for all this happening is Mars decided this is the end. And they're kind of one of those last giant sponsors in the sport that's paying $20 million a year. And there's just not sponsors that are willing to pay that anymore. And that's kind of was the catalyst for all this starting to fall apart. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Kyle Busch is one of the most vocal people on the radio when his car sucks. This is a piece of shit. I mean, he'll go off on the car. You, I, I get that these new next gen cars are closer, but RCR cars are not Joe Gibbs Racing cars. RCR racing is not Joe Gibbs Racing. Like, it's going to be an adjustment for him. Now we have seen Tyler Reddick has cars that can win Chevy is probably going to take a bigger role in RCR. RCR is already a key partner for Chevy, but with Kyle Busch's truck team, again, another huge thing, the KBM truck team that's the best team in the trucks with four trucks is all Toyotas. That's the Toyota pipeline. You're going to switch all that to Chevy if this is, I mean, if if it's, If this announcement's not RCR, some NFT or some bullshit. We got trolled. I'm going to go go off on the next podcast because (laughs) it's, I mean, it's, it's like 99% sure that RCR is the move here, but a Chevy team. So, um, you know, they're going to switch all the trucks to Chevy. Are they going to get more backing from Chevy? We've seen Reddick be fast. We've seen Reddick be good, not maybe up to the JGR level, but it's going to be interesting to see. And also Austin Dillon is there like Kevin Harvick left RCR where he had raced a long time and had a lot of success because he didn't like the Dylan boys coming up in there. I mean, him and Austin battled back and forth and got into it. And Harvick flat out said something about these golden spoon boys and and didn't like it. And and that was the divorce that led to him going to Stuart Haas. So it's going to be interesting. Kyle obviously has gotten older and has a family now and has calmed down some, He's, he's not the Kyle Busch of old, but he's still pretty fiery guy, especially on the radio and stuff. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how well he adjusts to maybe not being in as top tier of equipment. Now he is a top tier driver, and I think he can elevate any equipment that he's in. He's one of the best drivers that NASCAR's ever seen, so I think that 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 is going to help. But I don't think the equipment's going to be as good. I don't think it's. We've already seen him struggle this year with the new car on one of the better teams it's going to be it's going to be really interesting i'm very excited to see what this next chapter looks like for him and 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 how this maybe changes his legacy or or his final years in the
0: sport you know well i tell you what we are going to see is just a a ton of shifting around because like you said one one piece of this moves and it affects just everything else after that and and i would not be surprised as you say to see reddit kind of not be a lame duck and have them say, you know what, you made your move. Let's uh, let's go ahead and part ways now. That way we can bring in Kyle Bush, who is going to probably give a lot more than you did to this team. So let's uh, let's let's make that move now. So, yeah, I mean, look, yeah,
1: that'd be my guess.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good a good enough guess. And in fact, if we were going to bet on that, I think we should bet on that uh, type <laughs> of a situation going on. But speaking of betting, we've got some races to break down. I mean, we obviously could fill an entire hour over just what this means to it, but obviously the the broad strokes. And by the time you listen to this tomorrow or, you know, if you listen to this on Wednesday, we'll already know exactly what's happening. So uh, by the, the DFS show, we should definitely have something nailed down. Probably even by the betting show tomorrow, we'll, we'll know exactly what's happening. So um, we'll definitely keep you up to date on that and what that means Going forward, maybe not even for this the rest of this season, but at the very least uh, for next season and futures when we start talking that type of a market. So, uh, all right, let's uh, step away. We'll come back for stage two. We'll break down the weekend of betting. It was a crazy one. We got a lot to break down, so we'll get into it when we get back. Let's talk about WinBet, though. Are you thinking of joining WinBet? Now's the perfect time. New customers bet $100. Get a $100 free bet. It's perfect for kicking off the NFL season. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 plus. WinBet has their own same same game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older, present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Football fans! Like we said, the NFL season, the regular season's finally here. And as week two kicks off and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team, you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. It's got everything you need to get a competitive advantage. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. That's the Elias Sports Bureau. It's the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and play stats you get head to head team companion comparisons and elias key insights from their renowned research team The app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records. You get expert game analysis for betting, fantasy lineups each week, and most importantly, showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. New features available all the time like player injury analysis, player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. Look, I know that we throw out a lot of stats here on this show and on every show on the SGPN, and we need to back those up by numbers, not just how we feel that day. The Elias Sports Plan app, the Elias Game Plan app, is definitely the way that we are able to do so. NFL season's here. Don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. That's E-L-I-A-S. Right now, i got a special offer for you. You get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use my promo code. That's SG. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today. Use my promo code SGPN. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge you get over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based dvr plus no contract no commitment and you can cancel at any time right now you can try fubu tv for seven days and get 15% 15% off your first month. FUBU TV free for 7 days and 15 off your first month. Go to FUBUTV.com SGP That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP No house advantages. Changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play Pick'em Contest versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 or more in cash. Download the app Choose a contest, select your player prop, earn profits for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house, and you get 20 times your entry if all your hits picks, or if all your picks hit. Bet up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR, sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a uh, first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies and making consistent profits from sports betting. They got daily updates on odds, boosts, and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. Their bet tracker shows an average ROI of 25%, and they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is profitable win, but where to get the best odds, and how to track down and cash in on big, constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all, that Promo Guy is running by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Once again, that's PromoGuy.us. You get consistency, and consistency gives you profit. You know what else gives you profit? Cody. Cody gives you profit week after week after week, and this week was no different. Uh, Again, we had all three series cracked off this weekend. It was the trucks on Friday, and then Saturday was half of the Xfinity, and then, of course, we went all the way through with all of the cup race, but... That truck race Cody uh I know one of the bets hit, but that was a very frustrating frustrating Friday night
1: it was it was a, a rough way to start the weekend uh yeah things things just didn't quite go our way and not not by a lot just just by a little tiny bit we were so close on some of these and it was like damn you just kept missing them and and, and yeah rough way to start the weekend luckily we made up for it later on so uh <laughs> Yeah. My first one, Zane Smith top three. We were actually both on this plus 100 felt like it was super great, uh, odds, uh, getting plus money the way he's performed. He won here in the spring. Of course he finishes fourth one spot out of the top three. So close to getting that plus 100. I, I don't think that was a bad bet at all. I think we were right on. I mean, if you're fourth, you could finish third. So, so, you know, plus money. So at least you, you weren't laying juice on that, but, uh, so close on that one. But, uh, the Corey Heim top five was my next one, minus 110, finished seventh. Again, so close to the top five, just not not quite there. Um, again, I, I don't think it was a bad one. Only minus 110, so pretty pretty close to even money at least. Um, finished seventh again. You can finish fifth. He, he was
0: close enough. Just just not quite there. Yeah, all of these drivers that we had were consistently where we thought they should be, and and bet accordingly, and literally just were almost there, and then they weren't, except for the one guy that managed to finish where we hoped. And in fact, he and, finished exactly where we thought he was going to finish.
1: Yeah, and just to, to note too, I mean, has had a regular normal race played out, which it didn't, and sometimes sometimes that comes to to your bonus when we get an Xfinity series that helped us, but. I mean, Carson Osavar, great call by them. Stayed out and almost made themselves a win and into the next round of the playoffs. Had they not done that, Zane Smith is top three. Corey Himes, one spot closer to the top five. So again, we were we were really close. I, Zane Smith, one of the top three cars on the day, just didn't get third because of the the call by the the hosts of our side. But but yes, back to your winner. You were correct on this one.
0: <laughs> Grant and Finger top five. I saw somebody tailed us on that one. Thankfully, that's the one that cashed. So to, to whoever it was that you, you tailed us out there and that was the one that you tailed, thank you for, for validating that. That was a plus 100 bet. Grant Finger to finish inside the top five, and he did. He slid up there in exactly fifth place. That's all you needed from him, and that's what you got. So I'm very excited that that one actually cashed. But again, it was just kind of a rough go. Uh, the winners did not pan out either.
1: Yeah. I mean, Ryan priest plus 700, he finished third. I I still feel like this was great value. Again, you look at it, hosts finished second, almost wins the race. I mean, just one lap shorter, he'd have won the race. It's so crazy how just close it is. And he, he was running out of fuel on the last lap. Like that's how close they got it. How well he saved, how well his crew chief calculated. Like it, it absolutely amazes me every time that happens, how fucking good these guys are at what they do. Like, down to the lap i mean just just insane but but again priest plus 700 john herney was amazing he was fast all weekend had the truck to beat you weren't going to beat him most likely again we i think we talked about that on the show he was only plus 350 something like that he was almost a prohibitive favorite now you can take those sometimes and that worked out for us in xfinity side of things but we didn't feel like there was value there he was a lap away from not cashing anyways so a plus 700 for the second best truck on the day uh, that finishes third. You get a late caution. Priest might be able to win that. So I felt like that was good value. Matt Crafton, 25 to one. He had done really well here at Kansas before. Ended up finishing 15th. Really wasn't his day. He kind of got caught up in some stuff. Actually got eliminated from the playoffs. Um, so kind of missed on that. But for a long shot is what it is.
0: Yeah. And mine was Ty Majeski to win the race. Uh, what was that? Plus 1,000. He led fourteen laps in this early, and then did not after that. But I mean, you know, he finished what? He finished uh, eighth. So a top ten truck. He started
1: second, didn't he? So yeah. I mean, he started the weekend Fast. looking good, at least. Yeah.
0: So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna balk on that one. I I liked the call, especially at plus one thousand. Um, just did not work in our favor. Wasn't anything to prove to me that he couldn't win that race. It just he didn't. So (laughs) I guess if there's the biggest thing to prove that he, that he can't is that he didn't. So (laughs) I'm still, I'm still going to take that bet at plus 1000 almost every time. Just cause we, we all, we talked about, like you said, we knew John Hunter was going to be the truck to beat. And we probably knew that he was going to win, but outside it's like those bets for F1, take out the top, whatever drivers. And this is the one that's left. I would have taken out top seven and Majeski would have been left.
1: Yeah. And I mean, not to get too far into F1, but, Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. But we talked about that last week with Verstappen, minus 270. Again, he got close to almost not winning the race. So sometimes it's just prohibitive or it's not enough of a certainty to take such low odds. Now, again, we've picked and chose our spots to do that sometimes where sometimes the favorite just is the way to go and you have really good reasoning for backing them. But there's so many things that can happen, especially in NASCAR racing especially in the truck series. We've seen how crazy these truck races can get. Um, but, you know, it worked out this time, but he was only a lap away from, from it not working out anyways. So I think that we had pretty good picks based on the value we got, but he obviously had speed right away, qualifying second. Uh, he ran well in practice as well. So, so at 10 to one, I doubt you were getting that prior to the race with him starting second. I don't remember exactly what odds were before the race started, but, but I think it was a good value pick. And again, you know, he, he got a decent enough finish. You get a late caution. Somebody has an issue and he, he's more in the mix a little bit. Indeed.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's close the book on the truck race. Better days are ahead for us next week. Uh, as another playoff race happens for the trucks, let's turn our attention to, uh, the, the less than half of the Xfinity race that we got in in Kansas before, uh, Toto and everybody got swept away <laughs> in the weather. Uh, where I don't know, Cody, you, you live close enough to that where you were caught up and that was, it, was it as bad there as it was over there?
1: Uh, it, it kind of rained all day, uh, Saturday and off a little bit here. So we didn't get a ton of rain, but, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess they got enough down there. Plus they had the Arca race they were trying to run. And so it, again, we saw at Daytona NASCAR will try if they can to, to do anything they can to get these races in. It seemed pretty clear based on the radar how long it was going to rain. Plus, they had another race that they needed to get in for the ticket holders, for the fans. And so you could tell as they were running laps under caution, they're really trying to get this to halfway. Because, you know, hopefully maybe it didn't start raining a bunch, but but most likely it was going to happen. Uh, sometimes that just happens, you know. People, you know, want to give Bubba shit for winning under a rain race and stuff, but all through history guys have won because of rain guys have won because of darkness guys have won because of fog guys have won lots of different reasons and different ways. So it's just the way it goes. Sometimes luckily, uh, at least for, for the, for the big bet, uh,
0: that guy was in front when it happened. <laughs> Indeed. Well, let's get to the bets as we, uh, have them. You started out with, uh, what's it? Uh, AJ Allmendinger over Ross Chastain in this Xfinity race. Damn you, Ross Chastain. <laughs> we both had
1: this one, and we were so close. Uh, Ross ends up fifth. Dinger ends up sixth. I think if the race goes full distance, Dinger probably gets ahead of him. We've talked about how well he's been able to finish. I did not see much of this race. We had some family in town, and we're doing some other things. So I didn't see a ton of, of this race and how guys were actually running during it. But uh, I'm guessing that that Ross wasn't just one of the fastest cars up there. It just kind of worked out that he was ahead of AJ at the time um so having not necessarily seen the whole thing i still think this was a good bet Almendinger has been consistent he's got a top five almost every week speaking of which my next bet was aj to get a top five again finished six so close Uh, i think had this gone the distance uh the results may have been different it's tough to tell and we may not have cashed the winner so I think we'll take it how it how it landed.
0: Yeah. Nah, again, AJ Almendinger right around and again, like you had said, just to open up. This was not just like blowouts. These were within one or two positions of actually cashing. So it's like, well, okay, if he would have nudged himself a little bit forward before the rain started, then he would have been in fifth and we'd have been good. But instead now he's looking at a sixth place finish and it's below Ross Chastain. So yeah, I mean it's frustrating, but and and the thing is that uh, Obviously, Chastain led no laps. Uh, Ty Gibbs leads 66 of the 93 laps that we have total here. So, um, you know, this, this race could have been a whole hell of a lot different had, had it not been stopped after 93. Uh, but we did have one bet that cashed, uh, well, other than the, ma- the, the major bet, uh, where it was uh, Sheldon Creed over Daniel Hemrick. That actually happened. Sheldon Creed, our favorite uh, Canadian-American driver, was 11th place and Daniel Hemrick, not a Canadian American driver in 15th place. We, the full fate of Hemrick still continues to happen. Yeah. Hemrick didn't have a gigantically bad finish, but Sheldon Creed had a better finish. So happy about that, 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 that actually cashed. And that was, um, I'm looking at it right now, minus minus one fifteen. So that was a pretty decent bet.
1: Yeah. Again, it's hard with these rain shortened races. Like, it's so hard in the handicapping process. Sometimes we talk about rain, and you don't know what's going to happen, especially when we make these picks on Tuesday and the race isn't until Saturday or Sunday or whatever. So you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Things things change and stuff, but I mean, it was pretty obvious that Creed was running better than than Hemrick, Hamrick a fifteenth place finish again for the car that he's in that should be doing better for being the reigning series champion. You just expect more. I I think that we just keep fading him because I've seen nothing from him that's impressed me at any point during this season, and uh, I'm probably just going to keep
0: betting against him every chance that I get. I mean, and you even just look at what happened. Sheldon Creed started third, finished 11th. I mean, that's a drop-off, obviously, but uh, Hemricks started seventh, dropped to 15th. So, again, neither one of these cars were the quickest, but Hemricks was definitely a, a nice little free fall of eight positions there. Uh, for for Hamrick, so, I mean, again, we'll we'll continue to fade him until we just uh, until he bucks us like Denny Hamlin. But uh, the big news of the day, I, I let me just get to mine. AJ Almadinger, I had him to win at plus eight hundred. He was nowhere near. Uh, unfortunately, he just didn't have the car that we thought, uh, or the truck, yeah, the car that we thought was going to win. So no biggie. But Cody hits a big one. Hits his his outright loving this one. Yep, Noah Gregson plus four fifty. Uh, I gave him out on the show at
1: plus 450. I wrote him up after qualifying and practice in my Xfinity article for the garage guys. He was at plus 400 then. Uh, I don't always pick the same winner because throughout the week things change, especially if it's an article that comes after qualifying. practice. You see some different things, odds shift and stuff. So sometimes I'll go in a little bit of a different way, but I felt really, really good about Gregson this week. So I called him both places um, and, and I felt like it was good. Now we did see Gibbs lead most of the laps in the laps that were run and Gregson was in front when it mattered uh with the rain coming again who knows what would have happened in a long race but it wasn't a long race it was a short race and uh you can cash that 450 the 400 whatever you got it at either way it was great also had Sheldon Creed 20 to 1 maybe if it would have gone the full way 20 to 1 was the lucky number this weekend I think so uh maybe maybe that would have paid off he was fast uh in practice and Qualified third, like you said, so um, he ended up finishing 11th. But again, given a full race, Creed might have been able to find his way up there. Um, but uh, again, great, great weekend as far as hitting the winners. We didn't necessarily hit all of the other stuff because of the rain, but we hit the winner because of the rain. So it's one of those one of those give and take things where the rain gets you on some stuff, but uh,
0: helps you other places. So uh, I think we'll take it. Well, I mean, we'll definitely take it. An outright winner is an outright winner. And I mean, again, we don't necessarily toot our own horn very often, but you talk about outright winners. We've had quite a few over the last few. I think we have a streak going of of a few weeks in a row now where we've hit an outright in the, at least one of the series, if not two uh, week in and yeah. week out.
1: So yeah. And again, just like picking your spots, like, we just talked about John Hunter probably wasn't really worth it at 350, even though we did win the truck race. But Noah Gregson, only 450. That's not that much of a difference. But, again, you just got to pick and choose your spots. You got to know where to do it at. And this is one of the tracks with the momentum he's on, the way he's been running. It just felt right, and it worked out for us. So, yeah, we've been uh, we've been hitting these these outrights pretty good and not just the favorite every time either because, like we'll get into in a minute, 20 to 1 with Bubble Wallace. We've hit 20 to ones. We've hit 25 to ones. We've hit 40 to ones. Like another great thing about this season. And that's another thing that, that's been crazy about, you know, a little, little toot our horn session here because we like to do that when we win big. But as hard as this season has been to predict, we have 18 different winners. We've not seen that in like the entire modern era of NASCAR. And yet we've hit all these different winners at all these ridiculous odds. Like I said, we had 40 to one on Ross Chastain earlier this season. We had twenty-five to one on Tyler Reddick. We've had some twenty to ones. We've had some ten to ones. We've had some shorter ones that were just five to one stuff like that. But but for us to have hit as many as we have with all the different outcomes, all the craziness that's ensued this year, it's it's been a good good way to launch the podcast this year. We've been extremely successful. I know I've talked to multiple people who uh, whose bankroll is, is very happy going into the NFL season. They're ready to lose it all on football now, but uh, you better keep getting those NASCAR bets in to to save your weekend, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, I love it. Hey, listen, and again, for those of you who are listening and have been listening all season long, I mean, we're still not done yet, obviously. Uh, The big behemoth in the room is starting to take over, but – you guys are loyal listeners, and we're happy for that. So uh, we'll definitely continue to, to talk NASCAR up until the end and even beyond. But let's go ahead and get to that Xfinity race on Sunday in Kansas where they were fanning out 6 to 12 cars wide on that track. It was an insane, especially after the restarts. But uh, some good bets hit in this one, and it started with uh, your first call. Not only did Bubba Wallace finish in the top 10, but as we'll get to later, he, he did much better than a top 10 finish.
1: How ridiculous is this? Bubble Wallace was minus 110 for a top 10. Uh, the way that he ran this race in this in the spring, we talked about it in, in the uh you know in the betting show. The way that he ran this race in the spring, as many issues as they had, he still was able to finish 10th. Now we have talked about it as well in previous shows that the results from previous races at the same tracks aren't necessarily the same. And Daniel Suarez actually made the comment this weekend that anything that they probably learned from Kurt Busch when he won here in the spring was completely not even in their notes this weekend because things have changed so much. They've learned so much about this car. They've changed so many things on this car. Like he was giving them major props for being able to still adapt to it. And, and, but, but the way we'd seen him run lately as, as well as he'd been doing, as well as Toyota had been doing, we expected Toyota to be good. One, two, three finish. So, uh, at one, two, three, five finish even for Toyota. So, you know, four of their six cars in the top five, another good weekend for Toyota. That was kind of what we expected. And yeah, at at minus 110, this just seems like, uh, when I was looking back, getting ready for the recap tonight, I go, wow, that, that was just incredible that we got it at such low odds for as crappy as top 10 odds have been a majority of the season to have gotten this one at plus or at minus 110, an absolute steal. So hopefully you guys hammered that. And obviously, when he finishes first, he's he's well within the top 10.
0: Well, and we also used the 45 car narrative, too, in that in that yeah. they won the race in the spring. So, obviously, that 45 car had some magic in it in Kansas. And obviously, Bubba Wallace was able to cash in on that and be a good enough driver, first of all, to manage the, the melees and all of the stuff that he had to go through uh, in that race, too. Because this wasn't a necessarily clean race for Bubba, either. He had to fight through. A lot of of stuff early on to put himself where he was. So yeah, hats off to him. Uh, but you talk yeah, about while, while we're talking about the forty five car too. Little little fun
1: fact of the day for you from my buddy Kevin Walker: the first time since two thousand and two that two different drivers have won in the same car number. Obviously, most drivers you know run the same car number all year. Now you see some scenarios like the sixteen car is kind of rotates through some guys, but that car doesn't win a ton with that situation but yeah in 2002 uh sterling marlin won in the number 40 the coors light car uh and then he was hurt at kansas actually later that year and jamie mcmurray stepped in the car and was able to get a win in that but i thought that was kind of cool because you don't really think of that i mean obviously the same driver generally in the same number throughout the season so so you don't usually see a winner in different things so it been 20 years just a little Little fun fact of the day for you.
0: Oh, that's funny. I didn't even Jamie McMurray, Sterling Marlin. Boy, those are some names, huh? Those are some, those are some old school names <laughs> those right are there. Some names. <laughs> Jamie Mack. Uh take all right. <laughs> does take me back
1: actually. and that course <laughs> car, that forty. Yeah, that forty coors car, man, that was one of the prettiest cars always.
0: It was pretty sleek. I don't like uh yeah, yeah. I I'm 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 yeah. That's fine. I like that. <laughs> I'm about to say something that I probably shouldn't have said. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah, they sponsor
1: us. So yeah, we'll that's just what leave saying. it
0: there. Where's my car? So, speaking of those Toyotas and the powerhouses that they were in this week, we, uh, we picked Denny Hamlin to finish inside the top five. Denny Hamlin finished inside the top five, but the other half of that, plus 225. Did not end up his hold up his end of the bargain. I had Kyle Busch also along with Denny Hamlin as top five cars. Now listen, Kyle Busch was a top five car for most of the day until he wasn't. And unfortunately for Kyle Busch, uh, you know tires falling off and and just all kinds of craziness, pit penalties and and just bad luck overall kept Kyle Busch out of the top five. But Denny Hamlin. Saw his car cross the finish line first. I know. I love Denny Hamlin's post uh, post race speech where somebody said, "So if it was uh, if it was at the end, would you give uh, Bubba Wallace a little bit of?" He is like, "Oh hell no." He's like, "If you if you think I'm just gonna let somebody beat me on the track because I'm your bot or whatever, then you got to get a new job because that's that ain't happening. I'm racing for the win. Don't care if it's my car or anybody else's car in front of me." Uh, I am racing for the, Yeah, win, I right? think, uh,
1: I think Dale jr. Mentioned that during the broadcast, he goes, I know Denny Hamlin. And, uh, I don't think he's going to let him win this race. Like he he's out there to win for himself. So
0: yeah, no, and it, and it showed, I mean, Denny was trying to, to track him down. Obviously it just didn't happen, but, uh, yeah, Bubba Wallace led 58 laps in this. race. I mean, you it, it, talk about sneaking into a win yeah, or backing this, into a win. He did not back into this win. That yeah, was
1: so yeah. good to see too, where he's in his whole, you know, shushing the crowd, the Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, you know, put put the finger to the lips thing. It's so good to see because man, so many NASCAR fans are just shitty and give him so much shit. Oh, he got a rain shortened win. It's not a real win. He didn't earn it. Like, he led 58 laps. He dominated this race. He had a loose tire, went to the back, came back to the front. I mean, he earned this one. Like, it wasn't rain shortened, nothing else. He he showed up. He showed you what he can do. He won the race. Now you can shut up and go away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, again, I there's I love my it too. rant for the day. <laughs> uh, no, I love it, and that's so. We'll 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 kind of call that the Bubba winner. But let's let's go over the other races first, or the other uh, bets first, and then we'll get back to Bubba uh, because these other ones aren't as fun to talk about because uh, we did not cash any of them. Uh, we had
1: yeah, uh, not as not as much fun. <laughs>
0: no, you had Tyler Reddick but... over Ross Chastain. <sighs> Chastain just actually ran a clean race. And Tyler Reddick had led the race and then didn't. Yeah. So hearing some stuff
1: post-race, it sounds like, because that eight team specifically has had issues where they've been leading multiple races and have blown tires, hit the wall. That's what happened here. I mean, he came out, set the pole for the weekend, like looked fast. This bet was looking really good the start of the weekend, but it sounds like they're messing around too much with the tire pressures and pushing things a little too far not getting them built up enough, and that's what's causing the issues. Uh, Goodyear seems to think that it's it's more of a setup problem than than a tire problem. We saw it with multiple drivers, so I think maybe people are just pushing the, the envelope too much. This eight team did that again. Chastain, I mean, a seventh-place finish was better than we've seen from him lately, and it, it was quiet. He wasn't really up there in the mix all day. He just kind of quietly finished seventh, which is really what he needs to do for himself. Um, but I, I don't think this was a bad bet. We saw Redick had speed; he was fast. Um, it just, you know, obviously you blow a tire, hit the wall, finished
0: 35th. Th- then the bet's not going to cash. But uh, I think we were still on the on the right track for this one. Oh, beyond on the right track again. You give him a full race; he's definitely finishing over <laughs> Chastain in this. I'm not. I'm not even questioning that one. So yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, my next bet was William Byron with the winner of Group D. Came one car short of that, and that was beating Alex Bowman. If he would have been able to keep, and this, I had to actually back it up. I had to literally back this race up a second because for the longest time, with eight until eight to go, William Byron was ahead of Alex Bowman. And I thought to myself, and it was like at least a second and a half to two seconds ahead of, of Alex Bowman. And I was like, oh, we're cruising to this one. This one's gonna go. And then with eight to go, I look and all of a sudden it's flipped and now Bowman is ahead of, of Byron and I thought, when did this happen and how did this happen and and I couldn't see it on the broadcast because obviously they were only showing Bubba at this point but I was like, damn, what what happened and how did Bowman catch Byron? So uh, unfortunately, yeah, we came a couple of uh, Alex Bowman finished fourth, Byron finished sixth and and that would have been it because he finished in front of everybody else and, and Byron. Had a good car. Uh, He even led nine laps in this race. So I thought this was going to hit for sure.
1: Yeah, honestly, I mean, both of these guys, Byron and Bowman, very impressive what they've been able to do these first two rounds of the playoffs. A little more quietly. Now, Bowman had a great car. He looked really good. He's looked this way in the past at Kansas. Just hasn't quite been able to get the win there. That's going to be something to remember next year when they come here um, because he's been good at this track despite not quite being able to get the win. But uh, Byron, I mean, you, you were on it again. He, he looked great. He's put himself in great position. If he finishes 27th with no stage points uh, this weekend at Bristol, he's locked into the next round. He's he's up a lot. I'm, I'm not going to say anybody's safe at this point if they're not locked in. Uh, but with a 48-point advantage over the cut line, he's he's looking pretty good going into this weekend. I think you definitely – this was a good one. Again, just missed it by two positions, one one car.
0: So uh, plus money, I think this was was a great bet by you. I think so, too. I think your next one was a good one as well. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't pan out. as uh, Chase Elliott, problems all day. I mean, it wasn't that he had, like, car-car problems, but just position problems. He found himself in bad positions all race long, could not uh, topple Kyle Larson for this bet, where Kyle Larson himself didn't look all that great, but he still finished uh, in, in the top 10 with an eighth-place finish, and Chase Elliott right outside with 11th.
1: Yeah, Elliot, man, it seemed like he just kept getting stuck in the wrong spot at the wrong time. There was multiple times on restarts, like, all of a sudden, you just see that nine car, like, squirting through there, getting a couple spots, and then somebody checks up or hits the wall, bounces off the wall. He's right there, still has to slow down, loses a ton of spots. Um, I, I always keep an eye on him, obviously. I, I am a Chase Elliott fan. I've not hidden that, but but uh, I, I think this was still good. I, I'm still not a believer in Larson, like, again, we didn't see that much from him this weekend. Now he got a decent finish in seventh, but he has not looked like we expect Kyle Larson to look like. So I'm going to keep betting against him until I see that Kyle Larson, that looks differently. Chase Elliott again, didn't have a great day either struggled a little still an 11th place finish for him. Um, you know, he loses this head to head, but, uh, but I think it was closer than I think with like five laps to go, they were only separated by two spots or something. So I, I think that, uh, Elliot kind of lost a little bit at the end there in the in the closing laps. Uh, well, I guess they finished three spots apart, so maybe he only lost the one spot. But but uh, it, it feels closer than the result necessarily would say. And he was kind of running right with him or ahead of him even a majority of the day. So I think I would take this one again. I'm still man. I'm still just out on Larson. I I don't know why, but uh, I, I can't get on board with him right now. I haven't seen haven't seen what I want to see from him.
0: It's funny that I took. One set of, uh, drivers and you took the other. I didn't even, or at least the one. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. We got, yeah, there. we got
1: them all in there. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to just take up my Harvick tickets and just rip them up from now on. Uh, he's breaking my heart again. Uh, this Damn. is, this is probably fade Harvick time. He's got a win next week to get in. If he wants any chance, that's it. That's the only chance he's got now, but two. Yeah. That's totally br- disappointing. I mean, grounds if by he him. Some really, if
1: he gets some really good luck,
0: he could, uh,
1: maybe maybe point his way in but he pretty much needs to win
0: yeah i had harvick as the top ford at plus 225 i think he was the last ford in fact he was the last ford of the race now if i would have had last ford i would have cashed but uh yeah unfortunately i I didn't he was top ford at plus 225 had a decent car he was up at front until uh the bad luck struck him and this, you
1: know? this was a really, really good bet, Rod. I mean, Ryan Blaney finished in ninth. He was the best forward to finish this. You think Kevin Harvick's not going to finish better than fourth if he's able to finish that race or not? He's, you think he's going to finish worse than ninth? No, I, there's no way. I He's easily the top forward in this if he makes it to the end. He got chastained, I guess you could say. <laughs> of course, chastained in the wrong place at the wrong time maybe, but I don't think they made contact, but he, he lost some air when they got close bounced off the wall twice and that ended his day. (laughs) Did you see when he was pulling in the pits? He was like, his ride was like hopping. That was pretty hilarious. Uh, I thought he had hydraulics. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like he was, he was bouncing the car around, but uh, yeah, I mean, Ford's a very unimpressive day with Ryan Blaney being the best at ninth, Cindric and Briscoe at 12th and, and 13th. I mean, a lot of your, your normal Ford guys, you see Joey Logano all the way back in 17th. Um, and then obviously Kevin Harvick finishing last, but, but I think this was a great bet because if Kevin Harvick makes it to the end of that race, he finishes better than ninth finishes above Blaney and a plus two twenty five, great value on that bet. It didn't work out because he got stuffed into the wall. That's going to happen similar to the Tyler Reddick thing. But, but I think overall it was a great bet.
0: I agree. Uh, my next bet was not quite so great as I had Kyle Larson to win. He did not win. He didn't look like he had the car that could even come close to winning. All day long. So uh, that was just a definite. But again, I think we had talked about it. I really backed your play as a winner as well anyways. So I was just sort of picking Larson to win because I, you had already taken two of the people that I wanted to pick to win. So I was like, well, fine. Then give me Larson to win at plus 800 just for a sprinkle. But uh, Bubba and, and Hamlin won two. You had them both as outrights. Cody, once again, I put the crown back on your head.
1: This is a few times this season where where I've gotten first and second with my two picks. It's been been pretty great.
0: I've uh, I've recently
1: gotten the ability to to make live bets throughout the race, which <laughs> could be a good thing or a bad thing. I was able, and I'll probably start dropping those in the Discord too uh, as I start to watch that more. It's never been something I've been able to do, so I've not necessarily even paid attention. But I got Denny Hamlin at 40 to one at one point during that race. <laughs> so it was coming to the end and I'm, I was torn between, gosh, do I want my 20 to one to win from the podcast or does my 40 to one catch him and beat him? Uh, It was, it was pretty great. I was excited for either one to win, but yeah, obviously I gave out Hamlin six to one on the, on the pod. He was one of the favorites. I mean, he's, he's on it right now. We talked about it. It's, it's going to be hard. I mean, there was, again, we've talked about these periods, where we just keep hitting guys. He's already the favorite for next week. It's going to be hard not to bet him again because he is on a hot streak right now. He's been running well. Bristol, again, is a good track for him, but he looks great. Um, you know, if there's a late caution, I'm sure he probably gets Bubba there. Uh, I think Bubba was kind of letting up a little bit, just trying to make sure he didn't make any mistakes at the end. And that was when Denny was closing the gap. But uh, Bubba Wallace, 20 to 1. We talked about it on the podcast. It just, the, the price didn't match up with the way that him and that team performed in the spring at Kansas. And uh, yeah, it worked out well. I was praying so hard for no cautions. Those last like 30, 40 laps, uh, as many cautions as we'd seen tires and guys getting into the walls. I thought for sure something was going to happen and Christopher Bell's going to end up winning and spoiling. Both. It worked out
0: nicely. <laughs> Christopher Bell, the spoiler. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, again, this was this was just a fun way to end it. Obviously, it wasn't a great start, but a, a fantastic finish to the betting weekend. So uh, we'll put a, a bow and, and wrap that one up from Kansas. And next year is the next time we'll talk about that. But, ladies and gentlemen, we move to the Bristol Dirt for the elimination of round of the playoffs we'll touch on not, that not dirt this time oh that's right it's the night race i'm we're back to concrete <laughs> it, it's dirt where i'm from uh we're back to concrete under the lights we'll talk about that in stage three for just a second but before we do let's move on to sleeper i love sleeper because when i'm up big on a team like i was this week i get to see my little my little uh me or whatever the thing they got going on whooping up on somebody else uh in live time and i'm definitely doing that a lot this week a lot of great fantasy performances uh and i know that i use like i said sleeper for my leagues i know you use them for yours i know cody uses it for a bunch of his it's the fastest growing fantasy platform today it's got millions of players it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game. over unders integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So not only can you enter a contest via the over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. So let's say you drafted Patrick Mahomes. Congratulations on your win, by the way, this week. And he's your starting quarterback in fantasy. And not only did you have the foresight to draft him, but... That 250-yard passing line that you saw on the over-under little dollar sign on there, you were like, of course he's gonna hit that. You smashed the over on it, and you won. How amazing is that? Right from the screen, you didn't have to leave your fantasy matchup screen to win the money that week. And whatever you bet, whether it was two times or 20 times the money you put in, You won that from picking that on the over-under. The main reason I'm excited, more than the fact that you can just win money like that on over-under, it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. And not only do they have NFL, but they've also got college football player props. So stop what you're doing right now. Download Sleeper, play their new over-under game, have fun with your friends, and most importantly, make some money on your mobile phone join our listener group at sleeper.com at sleeper.com slash sgp sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to 100 promo code sgp again go to sleeper.com slash sgp you'll get a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details you are the one that runs your pool in your office, and that's great. But now let's introduce to you Run Your Pool VIP. It's a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Enter to our exclusive week one and week two pools with guaranteed. $5,000 payouts as well as our season long pool with a guaranteed $100,000 payout, gain access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks, premium content like in-depth guide for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line is here is that you are a serious sports fan. Use that promo code SGPN at runyourpool.com and get 50% off your first month of RYP VIP. That's code SGPN oddstrader.com is a game changer if you learn nothing else from the next 30 or 40 seconds learn exactly that doing research for odds is not fun when you have to open 16 million tabs and then you have to go click back and figure out which tab is which and then of course you're trying to shop for lines across the books so now you got to look at all the books it's just ridiculous and it's a headache Stop all of that. Go to OddsTrader.com. It's the place to compare odds from all the major sportsbooks. Not only that, if you aren't a member of the sportsbook yet and you want to know what their sign-up codes and promotions codes are, it's right there in the tabs. You don't got to leave the site for that either. You get player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. The list goes on and on and on. It's at OddsTrader.com right now. So. Let me stop telling you about it. You go click on it right now. OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. Find out for yourself. OddsTrader. It's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Race day bets will take us to Bristol. Yes, Cody, not under the dirt. Unless, of course, somebody wants to go toss some dirt on it, at which point then it'll be under the dirt. But yes, we are back under the lights at Bristol for the night race to close out the first stage of this playoff chase. A lot of drivers going to have to take a lot of heavy swings at this track if they want to make it into the playoffs. And, I mean, obviously we talked about it before, none bigger than Kevin Harvick. So as we start to get early lines, as we start to figure out where the books are starting to put these guys, um, sh- Kevin Harvick, I'm going to probably load up a lot of Kevin Harvick bets because this team is going for broke if they want to make it to the next round. Unfortunately,
1: he's only 9 to 1 to win, which is the shortest odds I've seen on him in a while. Oh, but uh yeah, it, it is going to be I mean, Bristol is has already been one of the greatest tracks like that that we see year in and year out, just great race after great race. Last year during the playoffs if you were watching NASCAR, very dramatic cut race. Uh Chase Elliott was dominating. Kevin Harvick kind of took him out, and then Kevin Harvick's leading, and Elliott's multiple laps down and and gets in Harvick's way, costs him the day. They have their words afterwards and uh, and whatnot. Uh, Very, very exciting. Bristol alone is great. Bristol at night, under the lights, it doesn't get any better than that. We get racing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week with all three series. The Truck Series actually racing Thursday night, and then the Cup Series is – Saturday night rather than Sunday. So this this is one of the tracks, though, that you always look forward to. Uh, First NASCAR race here was 1961. It's a short track. It's a lot of beating and banging. Uh, They've been coming here a long time. There's been a lot of great races run here, a lot of great passes and, and, you know, guys dumping guys for wins, stuff like that. Uh, We've seen it all at this track, and this is one of the most exciting tracks year in and year out, it seems like, on the schedule. Uh, So I'm glad the dirt race is fun here, but uh, I'm glad we're back on the the regular concrete surface and uh, ready
0: to ready to go. The Bass Pro Shops night race. It is 500 laps around this track, and it is, again, like Cody said, one of the more intense tracks on the circuit because these guys, they know this well, and, and many of them have raced on this several times over obviously when you crisscross a track 500 times you get to know every groove and every bump and every single uh, I- uh, idiosyncrasy with the track so you know you think about uh, uh where you're going to start placing your bets like we talked about just before a lot of these drivers are going to have to take a lot of big swings at it even Kyle Busch out sitting outside of the cut line right now not very deeply outside of the cut line but a bad another bad day can definitely take him out of the mix so you know, look at where those 18 car odds are. Um, you know, Christopher Bell, we know, is already in based on points. I don't know how the hell that happened, but it did. Uh, and so here we are. So that 20 car, you know, we could look at some of those bets for them because now they're kind of playing with house money going into the next round. So how badly do they push to try to get the win? Uh, a lot, a lot to be determined in this race coming up. So as we said, our betting lines. You know, got to think about that more than we got to think about, I think, past track performance, too, because it's just a lot of scenarios to play out here. And and what we've seen this far this season, like Cody said, 18 winners so far this season. And it doesn't look like it's slowing down at all. Bristol could produce a 19th winner, one that not even in the playoffs, to be honest. And we got Talladega coming up. Two non-playoff wins. Talladega
1: where anybody can win. So, yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of opportunity still. But, again, I said it earlier, there's big names that that have not won this season. I mean, Martin Truex Jr., again, this past weekend, looked like a great car. Again, issues, strike. It's it's hilarious to watch at this point how good he does and then, and then whatever problems he seems to run into. But uh, this is going to be a good one. Again, cutoff race for the playoffs. So, you know, there's 16 drivers in the playoffs right now. At the end of the night at Bristol, there will only be 12 remaining standing, uh, and then playoff points reset based on what playoff points you've earned to this point, and uh, so Chase Elliott, if he makes it, most likely goes back to the top of the board there. Uh, but it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you've got at the cut line, uh, there's a lot of guys that are that are decently well up there. You're going to get to 10th place. Daniel Suarez is only six points above the cut line. Remember, they pay stage points. 10 points for first, one point for 10th, stage one and stage two. Those are going to be important. Could play a huge factor in the end of this. Uh, then you got Tyler Reddick, just two points to the good. Austin Sindrick, two points to the good. Kyle Busch, two points out. Austin Dillon, two, three points out. Chase Briscoe, nine points out. And then Kevin Harvick, 35 points out. He comes out, win stage ones, win stage two. That only puts him 15 points out. So, so maybe then, you know. If a couple guys have had some bad luck or something, he could point his way in, but most likely you're going to need a Kevin Harvick win to get in. These other guys can all make it in on points, so it's going to be fun just to watch that points tracker throughout the night, see where guys are, who's in, who's out, and how much it changes throughout the course of the evening. We've seen so many guys have issues. You've got to expect it's going to happen to somebody, at least one or two guys in this race as well. Um, another tough, grueling race. It's not, I'm not going to say it's the Southern 500 like Darlington was. It's not that grueling, but it is grueling. It's 500 laps on a half mile track. You don't have time to breathe. It's high bank. So you're going at a pretty good pace of speed. It's, this is going to be a really, really, I mean, they've all been really good races and, and they're all going to be good from this point out, I think. But again, another good one, something about the night racing always ramps up the intensity. It's a cut race that ramps up the intensity. So it's it's going to be a good one on Saturday night. Don't forget that Saturday night. Don't don't try to tune in Sunday. You'll be too late. You're gonna have the, the we'll give the NFL this week. They can have it to themselves. Uh, we'll. We'll knock out all the uh, the or all the all NASCAR on Saturday.
0: Hell yeah, we will. Take a look back real quick at who's won. Kyle Larson won this race last year. Kevin Harvick the year before. Kozlowski run in, uh, won it in 2020, and then Danny Hamlin in 2019. But Kyle Busch has his name stamped on this. 2019 in the spring, uh, 2018 in the spring, and then 2017 in the fall. So just a couple of things to keep your eyes on. Kyle Busch, hungry driver, has a lot to prove, has a big announcement coming out of track yep. that he's going well. announced
1: already that he's leaving Toyota. He's going to RCR. So we'll see. Uh, yep. Lots we'll to see. look out
0: for lots to look out for. Uh, all right, Cody, let's go ahead and wrap things up by letting everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Yes. You can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb ton of stuff there. I got uh had an article come out Sunday night with some waiver wire, just, just quick reaction guys to watch from the waiver wire. I mean, I was writing it during the Sunday night game. So, The Monday night game obviously had not been played at the time either, but some guys to make sure you keep an eye on for the waiver wire pickups for fantasy. I say in the article, but, but your, your season's not over just because you lost week one. Even if you got your ass kicked, the waiver wire is where you can win things. So uh, check that out. And then uh, all my work, I got all kinds of stuff going on over there uh, at Husker underscore Zeeb,
0: and follow the show as well at NASCAR gambling. Indeed, yes. Just click on his name. You'll find all of his work uh, that he's got going on. Cody's a multi-sports guy, just like most of us here at DGEN's at the SGPN Network. So, yes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Gomez. There is a link in the bio with all of my stuff, not only on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website, but all across the interwebs, be it the In Between Media Group, be it Sportsbook Review. <sighs> yeah, just everything I got going on. Click that link. You'll find it. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow to break down Bristol and give you our favorite bets from the weekend. And, of course, wrap it up on Wednesday with the DFS show, getting ready for our Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of fun and racing. So until next time, everybody, enjoy it. Let's go racing and let it ride.